This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good evening, welcome. This is the Chelsea Fancast preview show number 1112. It's getting too high to count, really. I am Stamford Chidge, and as ever, I am joined by the delightful Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Hello, everybody there watching us here in this particularly fantastic fan card. And may I say, Chidge, I think possibly one of the things to do is not to count anymore. Just say, this is another fan cast. You guess yes. the number. Yes, I like that idea a lot, actually. It yes. saves me the trouble, doesn't it? Absolutely. How are you, Petal? Are you all right? Oh, petalish. I'm very petalish, thank you. Mm, petalish. Yeah. I'm green. I'm green, but it's spring, so I'm hiding my, my shoots. I'm hiding my... Uh, my shoots are there. I'm hiding my, uh, my bud at the moment. The anyway, uh, <laughs> it's just occurred to me that now we're on... on uh, what, what was it they used to call it in, in uh, Thunderbirds? Terrorvision or something? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think we should call it that. Now we're on television. We can't sit here and keep the audience in suspense as to who our oh, other member of our family oh, is. Oh, no. So who is it, even though they know already, because they've even got a bloody name badge. They've got a name badge, everyone. Alex Churchill, a PhD Ooh. in history, Chelsea, Ooh. and smut. Yes. <laughs> and swearing. The, and swearing. The ultra-humorous, pulchritudinous... Leonard Sachs, eat your heart out. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> yes. What do they call that show? The good, the good old, old days. days. The good yeah, it'd be a good name for this show, really, wouldn't it? If you think of the yeah, shite this time, I reckon. Yeah, we should call it that. Yeah. It is. Alex, my dear, how lovely to see you two weeks in a row. It is an Yay. honor. I know you like first of all you were like, Oh, it's been so long. No, you can't get rid of me. So. I know, I know. Well, we love having you on. We got a, you won't know this, but there was a lot of really lovely 
uh, comments and feedback about oh. about your return and about how much people have missed you. You know, you need to know this kind of shit, man. It's important. You yeah, are loved. How much, how much Shut people up. I don't do compliments. Shut up. How much they preferred you <laughs> to us. Well, that's mate. <laughs> mate, they they probably prefer the Spurs show to us for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be hard, would it? Anyway. <laughs> Yes, I know. It hurts. It hurts. I know. Now, listen, as ever, uh, don't forget you can uh, listen to the show live live uh, every Monday and Friday at around. I know we're late tonight. I know it's past eight, but I, I honestly, this is not pleading for sympathy from everybody, but it is pleading for sympathy from everybody. I've been in bed all day. I've had a stomach bug all day, man. I've not yes. been well. And I've had to haul myself outself out of bed to do this show. Anyway, that's why we're a bit late. But yeah, um, half seven normally on Mixler, which is M I X L R, and the you go to Chelsea fancast.mixler.com. Uh, and that's got a great uh, kind of chat room thing that goes on, and everybody yabbers on to each other, which is really lovely and entertaining, and I do like it. But nowadays, as you can see through the square windows, uh, we are now on television. And actually, we are streaming live. Live! Thank you. Live. On, thank you. On YouTube and also Facebook tonight, I believe. Okay. Yes. We're oh on. My yes. God. Why does Sorry, my I... nose look like it's pressed up against a window? Because it is, isn't it? Oh, no. Okay. It's just how you look. All right. Anyway, so we're, we're live on Mixler, audio only. Live. We're live. We're live on, uh, on, on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, and of course, as always, once uh, I've recovered doing this show, I will release this on a, as a podcast on all of the usual places like Acast, Spotify, Apple and other decent ones. Um, we, you can follow us on all the social uh, media platforms at Chelsea Fancast, of course, and like, subscribe and make sure you leave us a very sexy, well-endowed five-star review. Uh, now, I just mentioned uh, Mixler and the crowd in there. Most of that crowd are actually also in our Discord group, which is like 24-7 Mixler, and it's a huge load of fun. Proper, lovely, measured and reasonable people who support Chelsea, all engaging with each other all week, and occasionally I go in there, particularly if we're not playing at home or I'm not at the away match. So uh, if you want to join Discord, the easiest, well, the only way to do it, frankly, is to join our Patreon. So basically, I scam you for money and allow you to be in our Discord group. It sounds like a shit deal. It probably is. Uh, anyway, if you want to join our Patreon, details are on our rolling crawler, as you can see if you're watching this. But if you're not, it's patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And if you do, I will, if you send me your address, I will send you back a mini Kerry Dixon banner, a replica of the one that uh, is up on uh, the uh, Matthew Harding end. And in fact, I've just sent out the batch that people have been waiting six months for, and they've been sending me photos and posting me emails saying how much they appreciate it. So there you go. You know what to do. Right. Um, we are now going to talk, actually, two parts tonight. No opposition view, largely because I was a bit busy this week. Blah, 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 blah. Excuses, excuses. Um, so we're going to have part one is basically, uh, well, I say a little bit of Chelsea news. There's an article that uh, really piqued my interest from our dear friend Liam, Liam Toomey which I want to discuss with you lovely people. And then after that, we're going to do JK's presser summary, uh, which has been ripped off by some strange little bloke on on uh, Twitter that I've seen. I, I did send you the link for that. What's the word I'm hearing? The word I'm hearing? No, I better not say, because he probably listens to the show. Anyway, uh, I forget the people actually listen to this show. He's obscured by the microphone. Somebody should have told him that. Well, it's I've, a 
not a good idea to have the mic over your face, you know. Having, having been, having you know, done the show on video last week with you, we had a bit of a debrief, didn't we? And I said, mate, I need to lose the mic. It's it's obscure. Now I know that there are people watching who probably think, no, 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 this is a good thing that the the pop the pop uh, whatever they call it the pop shield is obscuring your entire face, but. I'm I'm too vain for that, and I feel the need to be seen. So now I've got rid of the pop shield. I have lowered the mic. The sound is still good, and you can see my beautiful visage. So there we go. So we'll have a bit of JK's presser after that. Part two, of course, we will be previewing uh, the Caribou Cup final, Liverpool, Sunday. Can't wait. Now, uh, the article, what I was talking about, I don't know if you read it on The Athletic, but it was beautifully titled, uh, Can Chelsea Afford to Win the Caribou Cup? Now, I thought, yeah, okay, I, I kind of know where this is going because, you know, I remember in the days of the Europa League when we were we were in that and everybody used to moan about, oh, mate, you know, it costs us as much money to be in it as it, as, as it, as it would to win it. You know, you don't make any money out of it because the prize money's shit, the TV revenue's shit, blah, blah, blah. Um, but we didn't really mind about that because we won it and that's kind of what it's all about, isn't it? But uh, the hot takes from Liam's article, most of, most of which uh, have been culled from two very reliable people. One, of course, is the Swiss Ramble. I actually, I actually subscribe to his Substack because I think he's about the best analyst of various clubs' financial states that I've found. And Kevin Maguire, who, of course, is a very you know uh, well liked, well renowned expert on on football's finances. So it's all about basically the fact that UEFA have a very different, uh, you know, profit and sustainably sustainable rule than uh, the Premier League. And hitherto, we've been worrying about whether we would meet the Premier League's PSR. We're reliably informed by everybody that we will. But if we get into Europe, then we might be in trouble because we're allowed to make losses of up to 105 million over a three-year period in the Premier League. But if we're in a UEFA competition, we can only lose up to 80 million sorry, 68.5 million pounds in the same period. So if we've been banking to like come in within the Premier League and we're in Europe, we will probably fall foul of Europe. With me so far? So there we go. That means that 68.5 million over the previous two years, not 105 million over the previous three years, becomes the key loss threshold for Chelsea next season if they do succeed in winning the Caribou Cup and qualifying for the Europa League next season. Another th- and another thing, player amortization is divided by five years in UEFA, not eight years as it is in the Premier League. So the example cited was that, uh, you know, basically Moises uh, basically costs us 12 and a half million per year in the Premier League, but it'll cost us 20 million a year in UEFA. Stay with me, JK. It gets better. Um, the the conclusion that Maguire made was this. I shall read this out. He says, by the time you pay the players' bonuses for qualifying for the competition, transport, accommodation, and other costs, you're only making a small amount of money from the Conference League. This I completely disagree with, and we can debate this a minute, but he says, you'll struggle to get a decent number of fans to attend Stamford Bridge if the opposition is modest. Well, that's wank, but anyway, we'll get onto that in a minute. That isn't a criticism of them. It's modern-day economics. If they're exceeding the UEFA limits, the question becomes, do we want to go and play in the Conference League next season? Because they won't make any money from it, and you know how much our lot like making money. Uh, the Swiss Ramble projected that the club is on course to post a 201 million loss for the Premier League's three-year monitoring period ending with this year, 
well above the 105 million allowable loss for uh, uh, loss limit for PSR. On the UEFA front, he estimated 136 million loss, far over the 80 million euros, which is acceptable. Now, this happened to AC Milan, or, or Milan, as we prefer to say, uh, a few years ago. So what they did, instead of getting hammered by a, a two-year ban, they did a voluntary, voluntary one-year ban. They banned themselves from Europe in order to mitigate it. So this is the tenant of Liam's article. Should Chelsea ban themselves if they get into Europe and it actually might save them some money? Which all sounds very mad. What do you think, JK? Um, I think he said we'd only make um, 18 million, wouldn't, didn't he, from that? Uh, 18 million, 18 million pounds, yeah. Only. Only, only, only 80 million. But I can't think, I can't see the club um, uh, um, throwing away the opportunity to go mad if we win the, win the Carabao Cup. I think it would be broadcast everywhere around the world in order to get more people to invest in whatever memorabilia or whatever you do to become a supporter. So I actually think it would also be an enormous feather in the clubs, in the new owner's cap, wouldn't it? All around the world, once again, even if we just think, well, it's a bit of a tin pot trophy, really. It, it would be... Um, augmented the success, I think, as a consequence. And I think they would make sure they made huge amounts of money, much more in excess. The one thing I would um, uh, um, debate with you, Chidge, is whether or not uh, people would turn up for it. Because you remember the, the, um, the um, uh, what you call it, Cup, the, uh, the, the Europa Cup. Um, we all turned up massively. Big. We all, we, well, no, we all turned up massively, but the odd, odd game was sparse. The odd was game. It? Yeah, the odd one, particularly when we'd, we'd qualified for the group or we were playing um, uh, Aardvark Ramblers FC from, uh, you know, from Norwich or not Norwich, not North, no, wrong country, from Norway or something. Because there were several of those slightly peculiar clubs who we'd never heard of and, and we beat easily. And, um, and that was the big thing, wasn't it? We're playing part-time farmers, we kept saying. And I think that was reflected in the crowd, which was, well, it was about... Well, 30 did we sell out or not? No, it was about 35,000. It, okay. it was I remember it was one where it, it was, was 28. Yeah, 28. Yeah. Was okay. that the Romanian? Yeah, I think one. it was. I think absolutely. Yeah. It was one of those. One of those. Well, I, I, I thank you. Thank you. I stand corrected because my, my feeling on that was that was bollocks that we'll sell out whoever we play. We, we no, that, might, that might be the case now, seeing as we've had an absence from Europe, of course. Well, let's see. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think actually, given what's been happening, that people will attend. But I think we're, we're hugely jumping the gun aren't we because we have to win tomorrow on sunday i should say and uh yes it's nice to surmise what might take place but um we still don't know whether or not that they're going to be serving any ban i mean we, we oh, it's no. all it's all mounting up counting it's all hearsay it's all hearsay hearsay at the moment yes sir. there's no <laughs> need to get stuck in there you know so i i don't i don't quite um but it's a it's a commendable article but it's it's a huge amount of what ifery isn't it it's it's uh because um, once again, we keep saying, surely they've they've worked this all out with all the the accountants and attorneys. Surely. Well, you would have thought. You, but... you would have thought. You would have thought. But indeed, indeed. So, um, but yeah, if if that's what is required, and they wouldn't want to go into it for the small amount, and they've they and they, in order to avoid um, any of these things in the future when the team is supposedly better, which I have to say I think it probably will be, um, perhaps they should serve this year. Um, uh, uh, upon themselves, but once again, I don't think that 
that's ever entered their heads, actually. No, I would agree. That. No, I think what will enter their heads is let's sell all the English players for lots of profit and that will mitigate the uh, fuckwittery that we did for the last year or two. But that's my yeah, yeah, personal that, that, opinion. That, that, that sounds very, very likely. So it'll be all the English players who are playing well will disappear. So, Indeed. But also they'll sell, they'll sell anybody. Matson is playing very well. Anybody on loan who's playing well will be sold as well. So, yeah. To be fair, and I didn't read this out because we cut this we already kind of know, but Liam does go into that quite uh, extensively about the fact that they might have to sell all the players. But, but that's an old story. Alex, what do you think about all of this? Well, you lost me at 68 million. I've failed GCSE maths three times. It just makes no sense to me. <laughs> Maybe just... you should be our commercial director. Well, I do like Elliot's comment. Um, it's brilliant. The financial margins would have been a lot more generous if the owner's purported commercial genius had actually materialised. Um, and Nathan's just looked it up. Apparently, our lowest attendance in the 18-19 UEFA uh, Europa League one was 33,933. But I, I think there's something fine. in what Jonathan's saying about... I think there's a lot less snobbery about it not being the Champions League now that we're yeah. shit. I think I think people, having been starved of any European competition, will will flock there. And I mean, you know, as as I mean, Nathan also says that you know because basically our attendance has lowered because they've given over so much to the corporate elements yeah. that uh, he's you like know, a little ginger Yoda, isn't he? He is. He's a, he's a ginger yoda. Seriously, like though, like I have to say, if we start judging whether or not we'd like to play in Europe based on commercial business sense, then if any fan wants to argue that point seriously with me, then I'll probably cock punch him because it's yeah. football. And that's when is that why we follow Chelsea so we no. can monitor their commercial success and their profit no, margins. Exactly. No. no, I agree. I mean, and this is the other thing I would never be sorry, Dekai. I know you want to come in, but uh, it, you know, I, I wouldn't be snobbish about the conference league. I, I, I hope we win on Sunday because obviously I hope we win on Sunday, but I, I'd be really up for being in the conference league because we haven't won it yet. And I desperately want us to be able to say this time next year, we've won it all again, like nobody else has. So for me, it's as important as trophy as any JK. But it, it, as you say, as you say, Alex, you say as well, it, it's going to see Chelsea, you know, yeah. and, and, and and that's what you do. You know, do you not remember the way people leapt on the away ones in the Europa League because it was yeah. all novelty? No one wants to go back to the fucking yeah. San Siro yeah. or the new camp again. Like you put somewhere in Slovenia on, on there yeah. and everyone's like, yeah, piss up. Yeah, I've never been there before, never been that far away. Yeah. Well, no, how will we fill a stadium if we play a Romanian team at home when London is full of bloody Romanians? Like, that's who went. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. That's where I the mean, you know, came from. Yeah. It's, but it's, also, it's, you, you bet that the new owners could, will make it into an enormous event. I mean, I'm good on them if they do that. I mean, they will make it a big, a big, uh, you know, it, it's, and also they'll probably put the prices up appallingly. <laughs> Yeah, well, with that, we already know. Mark Meehan, uh, who, of course, we know, uh, who is uh, a well-loved member of the Chelsea Fancast family, TM. Bridge. Exactly. He's he's given up trying to get hold of me on, on Mixler. I bet, he I bet he mentioned this on Mixler first, because I keep forgetting to look at it. Uh, 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 no, he didn't. Uh, he he didn't mention it on the chat bit on, the, on, on our StreamYard feed. So he's resorted to WhatsApping me. So, you know, Mark Mark knows. Mark knows that if you want to get hold of me, you have to WhatsApp me. And he rightly points out that the Conference League final is in Poland, which I think he's rather enamoured of. So uh, he's hoping we get in and win it. So there we are. Anyway. Two burns with two burns, two birds with one stone, <laughs> two burns with one stirred. I could I could uh, even commit to that. I could go to the final. Oh, God, we're really leaping ahead. We'd have to win tomorrow, get in the bloody 
competition and winning. This is how I like us to think. I like us to think, Optimistic. absolutely. But I could then go and I could visit the uh, the prison camp my father was held in during the oh second. Oh God, World. where was he held? In we've Poland. got a re- we've got a resident military historian here. He was held in Torren, Thorn, as it was called, and uh, and then he moved around and then they took him to Luckenwald because he was one of the sons of Erin. They wanted him to fight for the. Uh, the Nazis wanted him to fight on the uh, Eastern Front. So they assembled all the Irish they could out of all the prison camps and tried to get them to fight for the second time. It happened to him twice. And the second time, he didn't understand why anybody wanted to fight because the Germans were losing the war. So why would you want to do that? But um, and my dad very cleverly uh, bribed a guard um, and for his, his um, country of origin, changed it, the, the, ne- the town from Belfast to Belper. So he got shipped out, shipped back to the prison camp in Poland. Bloody so, hell. Um, he was in Luckenwald. Yeah, yeah, he, he good. very good book bit in his book when he says he went to the when they when they'd been overtaken by the Russians, they went and looked at the prison camp. And he said he found it very difficult to take it all in because uh, they'd lived with death for five years. And he said it was just an inevitable consequence of what was going on around him. He found it very difficult to actually because he said regularly Russian prisoners were being wheeled past the prison camp all emaciated in exactly the same state. And they thought that was going to be their lot. It was always, they thought it was them next. So there was a kind of commitment to this. So we just thought, well, this is war, isn't it? I can't deal with it. It's only afterwards that he found it appalling. But at the actual time he went to see it. It's in his his book, For You, The War Is Over, on Amazon. Very good book. Fantastic book about um, uh, uh, captured at the very beginning in the British British Expeditionary Company. army what you call it company and um force there's the word yeah force and um uh captured at calais uh had force marched all the way to poland without any food um stuck in various prison camps and then finally in castles and wherever and then 1940 he was captured 1940 um escaped from the 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 great march they were all marched off when hitler was trying to make them all into um hostages and they were marching them all back to Germany. He escaped from that. Then the Russians fired on them all, killed a lot of them by firing on them, thinking they were all German. Um, and then he was almost killed by a Russian. Then he escaped via Odessa and got a uh, got a boat back and was torpedoed. <laughs> and got Bloody back. hell. Oh, yeah, fantastic. It's a fantastic book. I say so myself, but because he makes it funny all the way through. Remarkable. You know, there's a Chelsea fan that's blown up by the Germans in oh, yeah. World War I. Yeah. Then they put him on a hospital ship, which gets torpedoed on the way yeah. home. Um, but he survives. Um, and then in World War Two, he finally loses his ship with the Germans when they bomb the fish and chip shop at the end of his road. That's what really gets him, the fact that they bombed the chippy. Um, but then he dies in another air raid. So it's like the Germans were after him for 25 years. That's and they mad. finally got him. That's really oh. mad, isn't it? I'll tell you what, this is a good juncture, I think, to uh, to mention, of course... The uh, wonderful Chelsea fancast World War One battlefield tour because in two weeks in a row we have the fabulous Alex Churchill with us. Um, you know we had a good old chat about it with you, me, and Tony and J.K. last week, didn't we? And of course, because Tony and I were talking about it, it descended into oh, how many Belgian beers we can drink and how pissed we yeah. can get. <laughs> so um, I did say to you afterwards, you and I had a bit of a debrief, and I said we should do it again, but maybe I'll shut up this time. So there we go. So interestingly, uh, Colin, who's in the chat function at the moment, is one of our babies. Um, so, and he is, there's quite a, there's a few of them um, that are applying to come and who have family stuff they want to see as well. So we could be doing some really interesting stuff about the Battle of the Somme. Um, and as far as his families are concerned, um, 
we can we can do up round Passchendaele. His uh, his family are in, involved um, in the third battle of Ypres, so we could do that up there. So yeah, I mean, we this is a really good tour because of the beer, but because it works really well. We actually have, and I'm not going to name them in case they do come because they'll get even more crap. We actually even have a West Ham fan who's thinking about booking on coming. And it's because this works really well as if you've never been to the Western Front before, because we do a really broad sweep of it. We do the Somme, we do the Salient, we do Arras and Vimy, um, and you get the bucket list stuff. You get Vimy Ridge, you get um, the Teakvale Memorial, you get Eep as well. Um, but the whole thing just happens to be themed on because all these things about storytelling and all of these stories are based on Chelsea players and fans that Holmes and Dyer and I went and looked up um, and found. And we had the algorithm for the spreadsheet as well of working out who. So the Footballers Battalion was founded in at Fulham Town Hall, basically, is when they decided they were going to do it. And trying to work out out of the first 15 or 100 so people who enlisted who was a Chelsea fan, we had this algorithm for doing it that helped us narrow down names. And I think from the 1600 of we looked at, we probably found 120 that we thought were good candidates based on where they worked and where they lived. If if you drew a triangle with, um, from where they worked, where they lived and where they were born, if Stanford Bridge was in the triangle, we put them on the maybe list. And then we started finding the families and contacting them. And we actually managed to nail down like, oh, yeah, they were. They were recruited at Stamford Bridge. So we go, we look at one set of brothers, um, the Jerram brothers. And actually, we took the great grandson of one of the, or sorry, the grandson of one of them was part of that party that the club invited on the armistice anniversary in 2018. We took a collection of relatives whose families had enlisted at Stamford Bridge down to um, the game and they got to like meet the players and go on the pitch and all stuff like that. But we follow one set of brothers across there and they, they worked, um, one of them worked in a wallpaper factory and they lived on a street just over, just opposite Stamford Bridge. And um, they enlisted at a game or you, you kind of committed to enlist. You went to see the club secretary and put your name down and then you'd have to report to the town hall or Chelsea town hall and actually do it all properly. And they went home and told their mum that they'd enlisted um, and she was a charwoman and apparently she turned the air absolutely blue. She was furious <laughs> that they'd got drunk at the football and enlisted. And one of them makes it back and one of them doesn't. And that's the kind of stories we're following. There's another one of a guy who he was a costermonger on North End Road. And the reason that he joins the footballers battalion um, on the doorstep of Chelsea is because he can't find any stuff to sell on his cart. And he's got a baby and a young kid and a wife and he needs to make a proper living so he joins the army it's an economic decision and and he's killed on the Somme and we go and visit his grave and we talk about him and when we were searching the book Holmes and I found his grandson and um we actually held and photographed the last letter that his wife wrote to him that someone recovered from his pocket after he died and it's actually bloodstained um so after he died on the battlefield they removed it to give it back to her and um, a really sad letter. She's barely literate. She's working class, probably got like an education to the age of about 13 or 14. But it's just this outpouring of love in this letter. And please come home to me and please don't leave me. And it's just really sad that that got given back to her, like with blood spatters all over it and stuff like that. So the stories are great. And we managed to work them up in a lot of detail. And we can actually work up the family stories. If you give us notice, 
we can include the family stories as well. So in Colin's instance, some of it's off our beaten track because it's too far south because it's 1918, but another part of it is passioned out. So we'd be able to stop in and look at that as well. And I know we've got a couple of Americans looking at coming, haven't we? And if that's the case, then we can tell them the story of the New York the lovely, the, the lovely Scott, I think, yes. yeah, from Kentucky. Yeah. yeah, I think they're groveling to their airline about changing flights. So, yeah. yes, JK is crying. What, what story crying. was that? Was that story about the New York, what you were going to say? The New York gangster, who York. that he was so bad that they had revoked his US citizenship. And then in his mid-40s, he buggers off to the Western Front. And when they're doing his medical, um, they he has his shirt off and he's covered in bullet wounds and stuff and scratches and knife wounds. And they ask him which war he's been in before. And he just says, oh, a few little local ones around here. But he was such a, a dick that they had taken his citizenship off him. Um, and yet by the time he dies, he has a massive funeral cortege through New York uh, that's accompanied by the NYPD so some really good stories yeah they do sound brilliant Richard book on the tour he can't he's going to be away I've already talked to him oh, and Richard of course as we should say we should say because I don't think I have yet uh, a, well, a warm welcome to the infamous exclusive more it's like a bit like the 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 what's it uh oh god I'm having a the Illuminati of Chelsea football, which is the Chelsea Fancast uh, WhatsApp group. So a warm welcome to Richard, who is doing a fantastic job designing some brilliant T-shirts where uh, we can sell. Oh, well, M has just asked, where can we book this Chelsea Fancast World War One Battlefield Tour, Alex? Can I post a link in the chat? You could do that for those that are in there. But, um, I mean... What... Uh, if you go to www historia so i-s-t-o-r-i-a travel.org that's my company mine and beth's uh all the tours are on there it's under the western front i am just going to get it now to put it in the chat function for everybody who's listening at the moment but um uh, the stories are good and i think we pointed out last week didn't we that by day we take it quite seriously um and we do the uh we do the the war stuff and then i think it's important to decompress as well i've sort of got this philosophy that um you don't have to be serious and weepy the whole time you're out there it's your leisure time it's your hard-earned cash and yet i think the fact that you're going out there to pay your respects is enough and learning the stuff by day so i don't feel bad about taking you all out there um to get drunk in the evenings either that's why we call it a, a beers and battlefields or a beers and tears tour what do they call it His history uh history beer and chelsea yeah i mean in fairness all of the guys we're going to see um would be in the pub with us i have to tell you there's a chelsea fan called william goddard and we can go and see him i think he's i think he's on our route um i think he's on a memorial he so when the footballers battalion started and all these chelsea fans started joining up they sent them to white city to camp and now most of these battalions that got formed they they farmed about somewhere rural, so they'd be in the middle of a field or they'd be in Norfolk and they'd, they'd, there would be nowhere for them to go and cause trouble. Our lot get put at White City, which means that they have all this temptation around the corner. So looking through the service files, the disciplinary infractions of the Chelsea fans in this battalion are shameful. <laughs> They're really badly behaved. Who and knew? One... <laughs> yeah, no. But this William Goddard, we were looking at his and we literally cried with laughter because mm. 
they, there's a sheet, there's a rap sheet in his file. And we were like, these are all the same date. And when we started reading the charges, it just read like the best night out ever. So first of all, he'd badmouthed an officer. Then he'd been put in solitary confinement. Then he'd broken out of camp. Then he'd returned to camp, blotto. Then he'd been done for urinating up the wheel of a lorry. And then he'd been done for using offensive language to the sergeant that busted him. And then he'd been done, done to trying to, for trying to punch the sergeant as well. And these all happened on one day in that order. And it's like, that just sounds like he had the best day off ever. Brilliant. Well, look, you we know what? We always raise a toast to God. Quite right. Well, look, you know what to do. Um, as Alex said, she's going to post it in the in the chat room uh, of our StreamYard and YouTube and you name it. Uh, it's also with all the details. I think I've pinned pinned the bluggery uh, on. Uh, it's definitely on our, our our Chelsea Fancast X feed, and I'll make sure it's pinned everywhere else you might find it but it's it'll take place from the 21st to the 24th of june so it's a long weekend friday to monday uh and uh, all your hotels are paid for and i mean the, the hotel in eep is just lovely it's a beautiful lovely hotel and uh, i can tell you for for now that i know they serve very good cognac there because me and tony glover had a, a couple of very large ones armed with a big monte cristo cigar which i took out specially for the lovely little man uh, so yeah, nice hotel. Um, Eep's lovely, lovely food, lovely restaurants, um, great Belgian beer, great pubs. You got the Men in Gate as well. So there's lots to do. But it, she's right. Alex is right. It, it's 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 it's. I defy anybody to go to one of these things and visit these cemeteries and learn about the history. Uh, even you know, as, as Alex said, they'll do you know kind of more personalized stuff. And they were they were lo lovely enough to do some research on my great grandfather. It, I mean that that if it's personal is clearly going to be very moving and emotional. But I defy you not to be moved emotionally by everything else. Uh, and actually, Alex is right. I think when you're when you're involved with something that emotional in the day, it's lovely to kind of decompress and have a few beers and a good chat with everybody in the evening. So it's a, it's honestly, it's, I would say it's a once in a lifetime trip. But I'm going again. So. It's that good. What can I say? Get on it, people. You really won't regret this. It's fantastic. I'm just uh, putting it on my Twitter because it won't let me post a link in the chat here. It keeps oh, really? It. That's a bit shitty. Yeah, okay. I'm, but I'm also as well, like, I, we kind of hammered it home, didn't we, on that tour about we did. Um, how it was football and it was Chelsea, but two of my Belgian friends surprised you guys. I took you to a cemetery and showed you a footballer and told you this weepy story and you already moved yeah. and then they played a song that was written about him and you all like cried and then they told you he was a Leeds United player and you were like Bastard. Yeah, Bastard. 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 yeah. Anyway. you were like doesn't Alex, about the team well done you, 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 you do a great job anybody uh, by the way anybody who does go I mean the, the, the work and the knowledge that Alex and Holmes and uh, Johnny Dyer have is is exceptional. Uh, and I, I think people forget this, actually. I mean, you know, when you pay for these trips, it's not just the hotel and all the logistics. You're paying for some fantastic expertise. And it's it's money well worth. I know you wouldn't say this, but I can. It's well worth money spending well, on that level of expertise. This is more value for money. And this is once in a lifetime. The fact that not only have you got me, Holmes and Dyer, but Nathan's there as well. And I believe Robert as well. So you've got Chelsea Wargraves going as well. So yeah. you'll never get, I don't think, every single one of them on this again, where you've got everybody who's got yeah. a vested interest in researching mm -hmm. this stuff in one and, place. And, and me and Tony, who count for nothing, Same. apart from yeah. drinking Belgian beer. But anyway, Alex, well done. I'm looking forward to it. I'm also very much, I'm really looking forward to seeing you and the 
delectable Kate uh, for the Nelson Day uh, on the 2nd of March. And I believe Mr. Glover is coming to that. Is Nathan coming to that as well? No, he's done. I think he did it the first time. Did he? Okay, fair enough. But I think he's done all the day trips at this point, but I'm sure he did the first first run. Okay, we better. uh, Sorry, JK, because we kind of uh, interrupted. No, I've loved it. I've loved it. I had a lovely sneezing fit in the middle. Yeah, but you need to be coming to this because you dipped out last time. We need to get you on this bloody World War One trip. Yeah. Anyway, can we have your presser summary, please? Oh, JK's God. JK's presser summary. <laughs> JK's presser summary. Beep, oh, beep, on, I, forgot, beep, I forgot the strap line. JK watches the presser so we don't have to. Well, that's exactly what you're supposed to say. Yes, Chidge watches the presser. No, we all watch the presser. No, I watch the presser so nobody else has to. Um, He was hatless. I don't mean feckless. He was hatless. Or hapless, he was hatless, and I think wearing a hat suits him. And I think he should wear one more often. And he was wearing a fawn number, uh, so um, it doesn't really suit him. Uh, what, it was a bit a, a fawn number or a fawn number. A fawn, he, he was wearing a phone number, he's trying to get himself, uh, <laughs> get himself a hot date. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, he was wearing rescue me, please, rescue me, please, <laughs> roof of life. Uh, he was trying to get um, uh, it looked very similar to the remember that New Zealand kit yeah, when they yeah. played in the World Cup a few years ago. That the beige top. brigade, mate, the beige, the beige brigade top. was a beige top, and and Chelsea, it was a Chelsea top with Travago written all over it, but it was beige, beige top, didn't suit him at all, so started off badly. Um, he was asked whether or not by the usual idiot um, uh, about team news at the very beginning of it. And uh, and he did that business of saying, I will assess a few players, which, you know, meant fuck all. And um, uh, um, uh, and the chap actually then said, does Silva has a chance to start? I mean, for God's sake, is he going to say that? And he said, uh, uh, we will see tomorrow. In other words, no, of course not. Then he actually said later on that he had 99% of the team in his head already. But, you know, He's not well, going to don't we all? Hey, indeed, indeed. But we what he everybody... meant to say was it depends on what his wife comes out with in the meantime. Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. If, uh, if well, Pochettino's wife as well. Be interesting to discover if Pochettino's wife selected the side for him as well. I would really like up. Silver's wife to get five minutes locked in a room with Joey Barton. Ooh, ooh. I think you're right. Um, he was asked, "What will it mean to you to win a trophy?" Uh, in England was added very quickly. Does it play on your mind by this bloke? He really pisses me off, this journalist. He just, not only is he distant as a weedy voice, but he says, and he said, uh, he said, good, you say in England. <laughs> um, means a lot for us. Sorry, I, forgot, I forgot to do the, the fake journo laugh. And I, these moments of laughter in the presser, you just think, that's not funny. At I'm all. not on it tonight at all, am I? Really? No, you're not. You're I not. Must you're be better. Ill. I know. Been Ill. You've been Ill. He said, <laughs> but he he diverted it by saying means a lot to us. Opportunity for staff to win first title, and he said in eleven years. And I immediately went, what? Eleven years? We we've won more trophies sooner than eleven years. What he meant after I arrive from Southampton, it's a dream. Ninety minutes if we achieve that, and I thought, oh, this is so yawnsome. And we're going to fight. Yes, of course you are. I think the team is ready. Oh, fucking hell, but crap if it wasn't, wouldn't it? If we're quite honest, you know, to be very competitive. Oh, God. Um, and then the same bloke said, lost to Liverpool. 
How low were the players? And he actually then came up with an enormous series of cliches where he said, uh, I think it was terribly good for the team to be that low because they've learned because yeah, they're all yeah. youngsters, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was quite interesting, actually. Yeah. But nonetheless, filled with the usual. Um, uh, and he also, big thing about the final, he said the final and the Premier League are different. Yes, I think we've got that. You learn too many things. We arrive in this game on different circumstances, he said. And I'm thinking it's difficult to compare. What you learn is that Liverpool is a very competitive team. No shit, Cyril. Um, they, what is it? They play well, not they West. They 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 play well, not well, not so good. But they are competitive. We need to match them. Yes, yes, you do. You do. We don't need to have a press conference to hear that. Um, and it counts. At last few weeks, we are are learning a lot. We arrive in a very good uh, moment. I love that when it's a very good moment, he says. We arrive in a very good condition. And then the, he was asked um, about Villa Palace City and its confidence of that. That was a, There was a click to change it all. Completely different, a final at Wembley. And uh, this bloke said, Klopp said they weren't favourites. And he said, he is clever. Uh, we are, and he says, favourite. They are favourite. First final, in my opinion, they are favourites. Oh, <laughs> have they been practising pens? I was just looking at the screen thinking, for fuck's sake, everybody else has said favourite to you. Why have you said favourite? What the fuck's that all about? Anyway, um, uh, practising pens, regular, regular practice. BBC guy comes on. Was, men was the mentality... Um, has the mentality changed since Liverpool? Um, young teams need time, not just mentality. And um, uh, and all in all, we are all getting much better at it. Um, change after Wolves and Pool, yes, um, uh, it's been rewarding. He said, "You need this to happen to wake up. Team needs to learn. Positive, positive, good to feel the pain." He said, "All right." So he's seeing great positives from having lost to Liverpool, which, by the way. He then blames once again on the penalties rather than the daft, the crap, uh, the crap experience uh, of the crap. He's, he's hardly going to say that, to be fair. No, he is. He is. But he did before. Um, he said they're now communicating very well in a natural way. He never had to force it. It's made them stronger. Um, and it would be a chance to win trophies. And it would be, uh, um, he said at Wembley, it's home for me, Wembley, because Spurs played there. He actually said that. Because I played there all the time. We will give our best. Be better than Liverpool. We need to be better than Liverpool. Yes! Yes, Mauricio! Of course you fucking do! What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit. Absolutely. For fuck's sake. Of course you do. Uh, anyway, what else? Um, Simon, our friend Simon from um, Athletic, uh, Johnson. Um, uh, have you decided who's in goal? He says, really, in a leading way. And, but you want to say to him, for fuck's sake, Simon, he's not going to put Sanchez in goal, is he? Because he doesn't do that if you've been watching for the whole of the season. We said this the other day. Sanchez isn't going to come straight back in goal. He's going to put the person who's been playing for the last few matches in. Because he never, ever puts a player straight in. He doesn't do that. Hasn't done that all season. So it's going to be Petrovic. So why he said that, goodness, says Simon. I think Simon was trying to um, lead him. Um, he then said, uh, 
Uh, yeah, it's when he said 99% of the team's in my head for tomorrow. And then Simon said, uh, Chelsea have lost the last five five finals at Wembley. Um, yes, it's history, says Poch. People pay attention. We're not thinking about it. Um, uh, can it be good that the players don't, I can't read my own writing, don't uh, get, have any uh, um, uh, history? Yes, good, but... Uh, um, blah blah blah. Anyway, um, Mr. oh yes. Um, can we? Ch no, he then says a very good thing. He says, which Simon says, can we chat about the Liverpool injuries? Do you have any sympathy for that? Leading him on, trying to get him to say, well, we've got a lot of injuries. Why did they come up with that? And he doesn't. Poch doesn't come up with that. Poch says, yes, I have great sympathy because we're dealing with um, our injuries from the beginning. All of our injuries were from the beginning. But this is in the middle of the season and it's difficult to change. You can't you can't change the rabbit, which I have to say, I found very difficult to understand what the fuck he was talking about, changing the rabbit. But I think I knew what he meant in a kind of way. You've lost me. What do you think oblique, he meant? Bleak symbolism. I think he meant, um, I think he meant uh, um, at the beginning of the season, you can change things around because you know what you're going to be facing. In the middle of the season, you just have to experiment and try and make it work. But so he, it was quite clever. I don't know whether it was because he wasn't really understanding the question, because I think what Simon Johnson wanted him to say was, um, yes, it's absurd that they're complaining about injuries when we've had all these injuries. But he didn't. He just said, yes, it's very difficult for managers when there are injuries. He's such a so, nice man. Yeah, it was very nice, very nice of him. But he, you know, they're all his mates. This is the trouble. They don't want to be stepping on their trolls. Uh, no, 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 no. Listen, there may be many flaws about Poch, but I have to say, I, I actually, I actually, I, I think he's genuinely a very likable chap. I think, I think there's a lot to like yeah, about yeah, him. So. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's. Um, I agree. He's very, he is sympathetic about things. Um, he then said, "Finals." Say, though, that I don't think yeah. I'll ever get over the analogy I used to make when he was Tottenham manager, which is that he reminds me of the little fat German kid in The Simpsons. You know, don't chase me. I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> I still see that kid. Is it Ralph? He's <laughs> yes. just always going to be Ralph, whether he's our manager or not. Oh dearie me, that's good. Well, there is the possibility, of course, that one of his uncles was a Nazi because that. <gasps> yeah, but he, yeah, but he's called Pochettino, not Brown or Hausman. Or, yeah, or, but that uh, might have been Enze. Enze was a classic spy on of German, you know, sperm. Yes, that was, true. that was true. That was true. Yes, but well, you never know. Oh, you remember we used to chant Enze is a Nazi. Enze yes. is a Nazi. <laughs> we couldn't really do that nowadays, could we? No, no, no. Anyway, we just um, did. We just did. Uh, anyway, it was how crucial is this final to the project? This chap called Ron asked at the very end, and I thought, Ron, oh, not your mate, Ron. No, not my mate Ron. No, 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 no. No, I don't was think he'd have got Old man Ron. That uh, would make me laugh. No, it was a, a was young... Was it Ron boss. manager? Was it Ron uh, manager? It would have been lovely if it had been, wouldn't it? When you asked him... No, so, asked... Maurizio, uh, jobs for goalposts, isn't it? Mmm, <laughs> lovely. Anyway, he, he sort of batted football. him away with... Um, Association um, football. The answer to your question is not in my hands. Mmm... Which is which is actually very diplomatic, yeah. And that, that was the final final one. But you know, nobody asked really sufficiently um, acute questions. I would say about you know um, uh, how you're going to deal with with their press or how you're going to deal with. Uh, I suppose he wouldn't answer, would he? Because it's it, it that would give too much away. But um, uh, you know, will you be on the front foot? Will you? Uh, 
Um, or even will just you, what will you will you employ the same tactics as you as you did so successfully against City? Will your yeah, very young yeah. team will yeah, your very yeah. young team be overwhelmed by their first Wembley final? How are they going to cope with that? How are you preparing for that? They 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 interesting they questions, like interesting that. questions, but they're always couched in a kind of you know in a, a simplicity that is bewildering. And he he loses himself occasionally, but in uh, um, in a kind of com complex mistranslation in his own head of what he's trying to say and these weird pronunciations. Mm. Favorite, favorite, despite the bloke having said to him before, um, are you favourites? Are, are Liverpool favourites? Klopp said What you need favorites. is a combination of Maurizio and and uh, Conte, who Conte, who used to famously always say, uh, repeat, I repeat. So, <laughs> you know, basically, uh, I, I say favourite, repeat, I repeat, favourite. You know, that's what we need. You know, maybe what we should do is bring Conte back, not to manage the club, but to be the PR guy that sits next to Maurizio. Yeah, well, just said does Chelsea have a PR team, but obviously it all changed, didn't it? Steve Atkins. No, I know, but they do. Right. They do. They do have. Uh, they do. Of I mean, they have the, one, but I. I don't even know who they are anymore. Me neither. And also, someone's made the point as well that Potter was rubbish as well. Sorry, I'm going to take credit. And for he this. speaks English. Was it? Oh, it's Nathan. So saying like. Um, Potter was rubbish. This is rubbish. Yeah. And it's just like ever since I feel, and I'm biased because he he was great and he was the one behind doing all the war stuff with us and the domestic violence stuff as well. But I just feel like Who was? Steve left. Steve. So yeah. I feel like he was a good guy. And he was a good guy. He's a lovely guy. To him as well. Like mm. I, I was just in awe of his brain. He was brilliant. And yeah, just, he was. He, yeah. he buggered off pretty quick when they got here. But in fairness, he went to McLaren and McLaren's a lot less traveling away and something new and shiny and steve is yeah. genuinely a nice bloke I'm, I, I mean do you yeah. know what i mean for some bizarre reason he follows me on strava which is probably about the most pointless follow ever <laughs> yeah. um, but, today uh, i was doing from the bathroom groaning yeah well no i mean i did a swim the other week and he liked it and i was thought oh that's really nice he's like still kind of like you know keeping up really lovely guy anyway we should move on jk so we are PR team drinking the fox and pheasant game day apparently yeah oh oh really yeah what a surprise well good Sorry, knowledge JK. Dan. good good knowledge dan jk as ever we are eternally grateful that you watch the presses so we don't have to well done you you will get a medal Probably posthumous, but it'll be a medal nevertheless. It, it'll be as long as I'm thought of when I'm no longer with you. Now, just to show you how weird shit is, okay? Is this the power of the fan cast? I don't know. I just mentioned Strava, and some M Matthew Kelly has just started following me on Strava. Mate, it's very sweet of you, but you're wasting your time because I don't is that do a lot. Matthew Kelly, the actor? I, no, I don't think it's that Matthew Kelly. I suspect it's probably somebody who's listening or watching. What are you going to be next this week? Well, didn't he do that, that programme? What are you going to be this week? I have week? no idea, mate. Matthew Kelly, didn't he interview, I, introduce I don't people? Know. I, I don't know. Stars in their eyes. He presented oh, stars he, in their Mate, I'm not obsessed he, with he, Kelly like you. I feel like... I'm going be to be Neil Diamond, Matthew. It was that. You remember that? Isn't, didn't he have his hand up a puppet's ass? I'm like, did he dodge Utri no, 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 or is he... I just have a vague... Not everybody on telly is involved with Utree, Alex. I mean, well, JK. In the 70s and 80s, really. Yeah, well, JK isn't, for example. <laughs> and he, he, he did ever hit his hand up a puppet's ass. No, no, I didn't ever. I was the I was the presenter. No, somebody had somebody, a hand up your ass, mate. I think I was going to say, I think somebody had a hand up Matthew Kelly's ass. I think. <laughs> <laughs> 
we should move on, which we're going to we do should. because we are, we are, no, we are going to move on because it's time for a very quick break and it will be, it will be a very quick break. So I'm going to play yeah, the sting. I'm going to play the right, I'm going to play the right one this week. Okay. I know, but we'll just have to talk quickly in part two. We'll be back. We'll be back in a second. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com dot com forward slash Chelsea fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Just laughing at tonight, Matthew JK will be Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> well, what a what a way to reintroduce you. Very naughty. I am I supposed to reintroduce the show. And I but actually, do you know what? I forgot because I, I I was just astonished by how magical that is to just play the title. So it's just like it's magic. It's magic. Anyway, uh, this is the Chelsea Fancast Friday night preview show. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge, and I have with me the Wunderbar Jonathan Kidd. Hello. Hello, and uh, Hello. absolutely bloody lovely, one of my all-time heroes, Alex Churchill. Yay. She didn't quite know how to react to that. No, I don't do compliments. I'm like, yeah, okay. shut up. Shut yeah. up. I, do, I do do compliment you a lot. Would you just refer to Anyway, one of my favourite old slags, Alex Churchill. Is that yeah, better? No, that, no, yeah. no, 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 Nothing, just Alex Churchill. Just do that. That's cheap. I love her, man. She's brilliant. It's great. I mean, I I love all of you, actually. I mean, I have to say, and I know this is a bit self-indulgent, but uh, I mean, we are getting this T-shirt done, aren't we, of the the Chelsea fan cast 11. Um, Yeah. But that that 11 has been a stable, uh, you know, united team for quite a while now. And and the the fan cast used to be like that. United team? Uh, Well, in solidarity. Ah. In solidarność. But you know, it's 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 unusual that it never used to be like that. But I, I do feel that we are very much like a family. There's a lot of love in the uh, the WhatsApp uh, Illuminati group. So 
Uh, you're all fucking fantastic people, and I'm blessed to uh, to be doing this with you all. Anyway, um, lovely that we're on YouTube tonight as well, and Facebook. I uh, hope you're all enjoying that. Uh, it's now time for us to preview the uh, Chelsea versus Liverpool Caribou Cup final uh, match. And of course, JK, what do we start that with? Oh, 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 the team selection. Oh, 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 I love it. I love it. Are you ready for this? No, not quite. I've lost my page. Oh, yes, I'm back. Here it is. Hooray! How about this? How about this? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> JK oh, can't mod, believe mod, it. Bitch. Oh, mod cons. Blimey. Isn't this bollocks, mate? I, I, I said this to Alice. I showed this to Alice before we went on it. I said, like, I know this is so stupid and juvenile, but I'm really excited by the fact that I can put my team selection up live on the fan cast. So there we go. Uh, so obviously everybody is now privy to this, which is rather lovely. Well, I say everybody. If you're watching us on YouTube and Facebook, you are also privy to this. But this is my team for Chelsea versus Liverpool in the Caribou Cup final. And you will be not amazed to hear that I am basically sticking with what started against Cite last week. So it will be Pet Cite, bastards. Uh, Petrovic in goal, uh, Chilwell, Colwell, Dizazi, Gusto, all of whom played fantastically, of course, last weekend. Fernandes uh, and uh, Moises as our midfield two. Uh, and then a, a kind of a three... Really, I don't know. Is it a three or is it? Is it? Is it? A, you know, it's, a, it's not quite sure how he's going to set it up. But I'm presuming it'll be Jackson, Gallagher, uh, and Sterling and Palmer, effectively in a kind of a roving, falsy nine-ish type of thing. Rather than Jackson, because I think Jackson looks better coming in off the left, rather than Sterling, who is eminently better coming in from the wing. And actually, to be fair to both Jackson and Sterling, they do do a fair amount of tracking back. I mean, I know Sterling's been guilty of not doing that as well. I hear you. But I think when he's up for it and he's had a rocket up his ass, he will do it. Uh, then the question becomes how effectively he will do it. But to be honest, JK, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, in the absence of a bona fide striker, in the absence of Nkunku really being completely on it at the moment for whatever reason, that has to be our best team and it has to be our best lineup, I think. Well, given that it all makes sense that this is what he would pick, this kind of roving four up the front with Sterling, who um, is, is does something absolutely useless, like failing to control the ball in the penalty area and then scores a fabulous goal like he did. So you never quite know with him who's turning up. Um, uh, but um, having said this with the team, he will without a doubt select Nkunku from the beginning, just because that's what he'll do. Um, just to piss me off, right? Just to piss you off, Chidge. Absolutely. Because it's personal, mate. It's personal. It is. It is. He says, I wish to, I wish to piss Chidge off, he says. Because he is not my favorite. He would say, he's not no, my favorite. Favorite. He's not my favorite. Yes. And actually, I can't get what it is. What he's what he called it. Favorite. Favorite. Oh, bollocks. Whatever it was. It was completely wrong. Yes, Chidge. I absolutely agree. This has to be the team because they played um, so well against Cite. At bastards, and they played bastards, and they played, um, and bastards. They played um, yeah, bastards. They played so well uh, against Villa with uh, practically the same team. Um, I just hope. I suppose once again we get into that thing of you know after seventy minutes he seems to think they're all knackered, so he just he pulls them off. Ua misses. Ua. Normally yeah. you only get a lemon at half time. That's right. Ah, one by one, pulls them off one by one. <laughs> Um, oh, lucky boys! And so we've only got to, uh, we've got a strange defence, and I think Silver will get on at some stage. Um, 
but probably after the 70th minute. I mean, yeah, but you, you see, know. you know, Silver coming on, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe let's think about this. Maybe we're one nil up, two one up with 10 minutes to go. We've got to hold on a bit. Yeah, yeah uh, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Just bringing Silver on to marshal the defense. I mean, yeah, no matter yeah. what you say about Silver uh, recently, about his legs going and all the rest of it, his legs go when he's exposed in a four. Maybe he brings Silver on and creates five at the back if we are trying yeah. to hang on. Well, I can't did, think of as he did in the City game. It's yeah, I mean, game. he brought well, because also um, he no, well, you remember Sil Silver was yeah, exactly. Silver was injured if you remember, but if he's sorry, not injured, he Talabar on. Sorry, he did with the fight. He brought the fight. Yeah, but I can't think of anybody better to bring on than Silver. I mean, his experience and his ability to marshal the defense is second to none. If he's fit, remember he's assessing him. Remember. If he's fit, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, that's a very good point. You just reminded me of something. But uh, anything else you would like to comment on about my wonderful team selection? No, I can't. Um, I can't think anything uh, differently from that. Uh, Cassidy came on against um, City and wasn't uh, was off the pace completely. And Kunku was off the pace completely and <coughs> bitterly disappointing. But um, you know, who knows how he's trained this week? But no, I, I would, I personally would pick exactly that side again. And uh, if Nkunku needs to come on, I mean, it's a question of, you know, how are they going to deal with the uh, um, with never having played in a Wembley final before? Some of them it will be really interesting, as with some of the nobody's mentioned. Lots of Liverpool players have never played in a Wembley final before. So, yeah. uh, you know, they're on the same they're on a, a level playing field. We've just got to not play, allow them to completely press us to buggery so we can't get the ball out. We've got we to, will. Um, before we get to, to before we get into too much talking about that, we ought to ask Alex. Really, I mean, I, I think really the question I'm asking with my selection, Alex, is should we stick or should we twist? Uh, I've chosen stick. to stick. Absolutely. Like, why would you? I have this thing at the moment that if we're actually good, one first of all, once I've picked myself up off the floor and got over the shock of us actually being good, um, my attitude is just don't touch anything, just don't mess with it, just leave it alone. Um, so far it hasn't worked because then we then go on and lose to someone rubbish the week after. But I, you'd be bonkers to change it, wouldn't you? Well, but yeah. surely, if if the great god Ranieri, who people keep quoting as being one of the great Chelsea managers, for fact's sake, <laughs> he would absolutely. Nobody says that. Nobody says Some that. People do, Chidge. No, they, they say don't. He, they, he got us into Europe. What a great manager he was. He was a clown, a complete idiotic <laughs> failure. Anyway, he when he say, "Oh, we play very well this week. I know what we do. We change it all around." I <laughs> love it. So, uh, who knows? Not that that was a very good impression, but you know what I mean. Um, I do. Yes, that's not likely to happen. I think because uh, this team played. We've had three games of this lot being top banana. Let's keep it. Let's keep it. Yeah, I mean, we just really like Conor Gallagher to not get booked after five minutes for running around like a kid that's like scoffed a whole bag of Haribo. He made, and lost he made the energy may be enormous. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot will depend on the referee, of course, and the referee, thankfully, is not Anthony Taylor. Oh, Chris no, it's Chris Kavanagh. And the other, the other advantage of having Chris Kavanagh is he is not one of the bald brigade. Uh, I have my suspicions about the the bald refs, as you know. Uh, so Slashhead Mafia. Absolutely right. Um, anyway, good. Well, I'm glad we're all in broad agreement with my uh, my uh, team selection. That always feels <laughs> with my greatness. Good. Yes. It, well, no, well, no. Steady on. I mean, I know I have an ego, but I was trying to rein it in then. Um, okay. But uh, anyway, I mean, there's a lot of interesting things about this final, other than the obvious interesting things. But one of them is actually, and I mean, credit to uh, uh, London is Blue, who's uh, I don't know what they call it really, 
but I get an email from them occasionally, which has got an article in it, and it was quite good this week. It was all about, and I thought they made a very good point, actually. Um, there's a lot of deja vu from 2005, and I'm kind of asking the question, uh, uh, well, I mean, you know, should we win on uh, 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 Sunday? I, I'm going to make the title of the show Repeating History, Not Wallowing in It, <laughs> in, in in homage to this very fine article. I don't know who did it on London's Blue. Maybe one of the boys from there could tell me because I did rather enjoy it. But there are m- m- remarkable uh, kind of spooky similarities to the, the League Cup final, which I think was the Carling Cup final then in 2005, which... Um, I, I was delighted to be at. I had an abs- I had an absolutely brilliant day well, it was with Phil, you know, Psycho Phil, the Normans, Mark, Dr. Mark, all of that lot. But uh, uh, in those days, we had a young striker from West Africa wearing the number 15 uh, who had a shit season. We had a, a young Petr Cech uh, p- making his debut that season in the Premier League who had taken over from uh, a long-standing starter, although you can't say Sanchez was that long-standing, but after an injury... Um, there was an overwhelming amount of media scrutiny placed on our extravagant spending. Uh, we had a Frenchman at fullback. Uh, we had an English Academy graduate at left centre-back. We had a Cole on the right wing. Um, and I mean, as, as, as I mean, he, they beautifully put, I read this line out. This is just lovely. Most people remember Drogba's goal and extra time to put the Blues 2-1 up. No one remembers the rest of the season where he managed a disappointing 16 goals in 40 games. If Jackson scores in this one, 14 missed chances in the league will either be forgiven or forgotten. And I just thought that's a really a really good point that we were making, weren't we, last week, JK, that, you know, Drogba and Lampard both had pretty poor first seasons for us and then went on to do great things. So maybe we shouldn't give up hope on on this lot. But, uh, you know, the other obvious, <clears throat> obvious parallel, obviously we're playing Liverpool, but um, in a way, that League Cup in, in 2005, uh, you know, lit the blue touch paper, didn't it, for everything that came afterwards. It was the first trophy under Mourinho. It was the first trophy af- after a somewhat uh, turbulent time. I mean, obviously, we'd, we'd won the FA Cup in 2000, but, you know, we'd lost the, lost the 2002 Cup final to Arsenal under Ranieri, got bounced out of the Champions League rather unceremoniously in the semi-final. So it was, it was seen as a really important, thing to do and you know i i think i think for the same kind of reasons uh you know this is an incredibly important trophy for us to win as a club let alone pochettino to shake his uh loser mentality of i've never won a trophy in england so what say you jk well well it, it, pochettino hasn't bigged it up as much as Mourinho did Mourinho, Mourinho made it into a a big uh, raison d'etre, didn't he, for the club? You need to win this because it, you know, it creates a winning mentality. I think he's one of the first people to actually say that. It was, uh, um, uh, and he managed to uh, um, get us all behind, all the crowd immensely behind the team. Um, but also, it was on the wave of us doing better and better. To be fair, this is a very different situation where we've uh, we've been shit for most of the season. Um, Whereas uh, we were, we were uh, fantastic that season, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, we were, we were, and he, he was charismatic. All the team was charismatic. All right, some of them weren't playing as well as they ultimately did, but um, we were on the crest of a wave that the wave just kept getting bigger and bigger. Um, there are very different circumstances, but um, uh, in the same way, it would start off something. It would really, it's already pissed huge numbers of people off the fact that even though we're written off as a as a mid table club we're in another final 
um, which I says I think says a lot for the the attitude of um, of somehow about being Chelsea. There's something about us getting to finals, and even though we would rather win, um, uh, we win the league a bit more often. I think we're, we've always had this. This is something magical about cup competitions for Chelsea, and so I've got every. Every, I don't have any feeling about tomorrow at all, really. We either win it or we lose it. I think that I'm not going in thinking we'll win it. The chances are, the way Liverpool have been playing, that, that they're they're a better side than us. But uh, it's a it's a it's a final, as Pochettino says. Lots of weird things happen in finals. All it needs is one of them to be sent off, one of us to be sent off, one idiot decision like the one Taylor made against um, us when we played Arsenal, when he, a handball, ridiculous handball was given. Uh, I wasn't given, and then um, was it Sanchez scored that goal? Things happen in finals. Finals, uh, or even injuries that we've had against other teams like um, uh, um, Pulisic pulling his hamstring whilst playing out of his skin and that, that being the end of that. I mean, I, uh, I'm, I'm going and expecting anything. I'm taking my, my daughter, who's seen both losses to Liverpool, who, who thinks we're going to lose. Hey, it's a day out. I feel fantastic. We've made it to the final, given that this season has been a complete write-off. And... Uh, um, and yet the other thing is, is we're still in the FA Cup and I feel we could possibly have a run to that. And I think if we win the final tomorrow, um, that we then ended up getting really far in the in the FA Cup. It would have been a very, very successful season, even in a bizarrely peculiar way. So yeah, and I think, point. I think at the same time, the club is the, the players are evolving. They just have to keep going with this, the pattern that he's created the last three matches, because they, they mustn't, in a sense, uh, they mustn't be humiliated. Because then it it's a real. It's, it's we really a, don't want a, a a deja vu of 1994, do we? No, indeed, indeed, because that would be an embarrassment. Horrible. Yeah, an embarrassment. We don't want this team to be embarrassing because no. they've been pretty embarrassing this season in some games already. Yeah, well, the, well, the last game against Liverpool, for example, indeed, indeed which was just ignominious. We don't want any of that. But we I don't I, want I, any I, ignominy. Ignominy, ignominy. We we all want got it ignominy. ignominy. But when, no, we but in, 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 sorry, you, you need to ask Alex something because I'm waffling on. Oh, you go for it. I waffled on about all the war shit. No, no, no that's all right. You, 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 you were both not waffling. You were both wonderfully engaging, which is why I have you on the show. But oh, Alex, Alex, um, you know how how, Im how important is it is it to win? Do you think? I mean, I know it, that's like a stupid question. It's like a kind of question that they would ask in the presses. But I mean, seriously, you know. Klopp's farewell tour, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, oh, just kill po me now. Pochettino, Pochettino, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right, all right. Pochettino's, you know, the, I think that it, it is like a monkey on his back, this I've never won a, a, a trophy in England. But then again, I mean, it's quite interesting. There's a stat that I found in my lovely Flash score piece, and it just shows you how stupid stats are. Uh, Pochettino has gotten the better of his German counterpart just once in 13 managerial head-to-heads, drawn for less of... Well, of course he hasn't. He's been managing Spurs for most of that. I mean, that's how stupid the statistic is. It's totally irrelevant to us. Um, but he does need to get this monkey off his back. And I think that actually, if we do win a trophy on Sunday against Liverpool, it will really hugely help him and the club. Do you not agree? I do. Um, I don't know. I think until he wins something, it's not going to go away, is it? Because they need to write about something. So that's what they write about, the fact that he's perennial loser but we need to remember that most of that perennial loserism happened at Tottenham so it was hilarious um 
I think he's capable of doing it. Let's see, the thing is, right, if we turn up and play like we did last weekend and they turn up and play like they have the last couple of weeks, I mean, I know they ended up spanking Luton in the end, but they haven't been good at all. Then we have a chance of winning. But the only predictable thing about us at the moment is that you can't predict which version of us is ever going to turn up to play a game of football, whether they're going to listen to anything that he's been saying for the last week in training, um, or whether they're just going to shit their pants and be really rubbish. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, obviously, we say like, oh, we can say that we need to win and this and the money and this. But it just like the end of the day, when we sit at that end and we're faced with 45,000 salivating plastic scousers and arseholes and mini Joey Bartons, you're going to want to smash them. Yeah, Absolutely well, smash the daylights out of them. Of course we do. Got JK? Interestingly, uh, watching, you mentioned, Alex, the last few games they've played. I was intrigued to see that their main goal scoring um, device their tactic is a long ball from the back, which they everybody scampers for, which is actually what most teams who play um, a very low block get up to. Uh, but in each instance, a goal was scored by the uh, um, or set up by the the mad Nunes, who uh, is if is has the speed of uh, of Billy Wiz Mudrick um, and, and slightly more of a brain, um, even though his shooting is wayward. But um, I don't trust uh, anyone that made those tattoo choices. Yeah, oh, yeah, anybody. Adult yeah. ever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think we've established <laughs> mental prowess is that of an 11-year-old. But anyway, um, but the um, I'm just intrigued to see if that was how they scored most of their goals. And that was how they were actually trying to beat Luton the other day as well. And um, and so uh, if, they, if they find a way of negating that, Chelsea, I... I, 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 I we are very, we are a bit susceptible to that, aren't we? I mean, this is what happens when we play low block teams. You know, they hoof yeah. one over the top and yeah. they catch us cold, and we yeah, yeah he's a warrior. Very quick, the, he goes very quick. The wingers and the two up front mm. are very quick, and particularly Salah. Salah gobbles those up. The ball goes to him. And he, his control is so brilliant, and he normally gets that and just cuts inside, and he has a shot on goal from a strange angle. You know, which yeah. normally foxes foxes the goalkeeper. So. Um, but uh, but I was looking at that seemed to be the main tactic. The, yeah. the other stuff was just keeping the ball, you know, and then and they're very as, as he kept saying, Poch in the press conference, very very competitive. But also they're you know and they veer on the um, uh, on uh, uh, touches of shithousery. You know, I was looking at some some teams during the week in the um, Champions League, and there was a I can't remember the name of the team, but there was a team that actually kept the ball in. Uh, the ball was only in play for fifty one percent of the um of the game for for 45 minutes and uh and the rest of the time was just lying falling over and kicking the ball into touch and uh, and you know i'm not suggesting that we would ever do that but um uh that is a, a an aspect of football that we don't seem to be terribly good at which i i think we should actually be more if we go a goal up and it's 70 minutes you know it's always slightly squeaky bum time because we just seem to be incapable of of playing that kind of whether it's because they're not old enough to get it, but that kind of sort of just slowing down the momentum, which I get the impression Klopp is very good at feeding into them. Uh, unfortunately, they are probably one of the best at then smashing two or three in, in the space of about five oh, minutes are. if you yeah, don't get it right. Um, yeah. as quite, they, can, they can be quite lethal up front. I mean, you know, look, aside from all of that, and I mean, you, you've both kind of almost alluded to this, that, that to win a, a, a cup, you do need to have a bit of luck as well. And we've had some utter shit luck recently. And I mean, we, we've we've lost our last, I think it's our last six out of seven 
finals at Wembley. So in order, going you know recent first. Obviously, we lost the the, the FA Cup final to Liverpool on penalties. We were the better side. We lost the League Cup final to Liverpool on penalties, both in the same season, 21-22. Uh, uh, we were the better side in that. Uh, we lost 1-0 to Leicester City in the FA Cup final in 2021. We were absolutely robbed. Uh, their goal should never have counted. And Chilwells was unfairly notched off by, I think it must have been Taylor. It must have been Taylor. Did he send Kovacic, no, he sent Kovacic off in the Arsenal uh, Cup final of 19-20 uh, when we lost 2-1. We lost the League Cup final to Man City in 18-19, again on penalties. And, I mean, actually, having been absolutely knobbed by them 6-0 pre- uh, not that long before, we all went there expecting to get another hammering. And actually, we played pretty well that day. Sarri got the tactics spot on. I mean, whether we deserve to win it or not is probably a bit more moot. I, I would say less so than the previous four. But we we had a, we didn't get much luck there. Uh, and then, of course, we did win. Uh, we did win the seventeen eighteen FA Cup final one nil against Man United, which was joyous. Uh, but before that, we lost the 16-17 FA Cup final to Arsenal, which was criminal because we should have done the double and we just didn't bloody turn up. But again, we were mugged off by the referee who, again, uh, let me just think, was it Anthony Taylor again? Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? It yeah. was, wasn't it? Didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't Moses get sent off or something? Yeah. <laughs> Unduly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just That's absolutely... Previously got sent <clears> off. <throat> yeah. He was the one who was tripped up. If oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we've yeah. had, I mean, it looks like an awful stat, doesn't it? We've lost six out of our last seven F, uh, seven Wembley finals. But the reality is that in the majority of those, we were actually pretty unlucky, weren't we, Alex? I'm not having it. I'm sorry, Chidge, but you need to remember that this weekend, Liverpool are the first team ever, ever to go into a cup final with injuries. Well, that's, that's all... A kick, I know. Well, this is all horseshit. This is all horseshit, as we know, because I predicted your question, Alex, because I am <laughs> I am this good. I am this good. And I can tell you that uh, <clears throat> Liverpool Mystic have... Chidge. Mystic Chidge. Mystic <laughs> Chidge, yeah. Right. This is Liverpool's injury list. Uh, I love it when they do it on, uh, on, on Flash Score because they say, will not play. Will not play! No! Right? Alexander-Arnold, or, or Trent, uh, Terence Trent Derby, as we prefer, with a knee injury. Allison. With a hamstring injury. Sorry. Alison. My aim is true. Right, Alison's missing. Uh Badge Badge. No idea who he is. He's missing. Jota. We like Jota. He's good, isn't he? He's missing. Jones is missing. Matip's missing. And Tiago's missing. And uh apparently, I love this. Uh Nunes, Salah, and Shabozlai are all questionable. Well, no shit, Sherlock. I've always thought they were questionable. Um, so they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out. And I would say uh, Alexander-Arnold, Alisson, Jota, Matip, I would have thought, probably all all starters for, for Liverpool. So they've actually got some pretty horrible injuries out, it has to be said. We, on the other hand, have got more will not play, right? And they are Badashiel. Uh, Chukawameka, Kukurela, Fafana, James, Lavia, Silva, Uguchuku. Now, actually, um, in terms of our best team, really only James is probably the one who would absolutely definitely start out of that lot, to be fair. So, I mean, we, we've got more injuries or more definitely will not play. But I think that they've got more serious losses than we have, to be utterly impartial and fair about it. 
you know. But this whole fucking Liverpool loving and Klopp's farewell tour. tour. <laughs> I mean, actually, Marco, Marco on Twitter. Uh, I mean, actually, the lovely Steve Mower, who we all know and love. Uh, he did. Hello, he did. Steve. Yeah, you know, we we uh, you know we we uh, we know him well. I mean, I think actually, I, I could be wrong, but I think Steve is currently atop of the uh, the. Um, what am I talking about? Great. No, top of the uh, Prem Predictions uh, League uh, at the moment. So bless Steve. Anyway, he says, I thought I would ask some people who uh, have their fingers on the pulse. Are we actually playing in the cup final on Sunday? As it looks like the media think there is only one team playing. Well, this is true. I mean, even the Sky's television credits have called it Klopp's farewell tour. Marco is the only one who had the decency to answer Steve on Twitter. Sorry, Steve, we're doing it now. But Marco nailed it in his own inimitable style with the beautiful way that he writes. Chelsea have been living rent-free in the media lovey's head since 2003. They try and cancel us out of their minds by fawning over the likes of Liverpool, but no one is fooled. We are the Chelsea and we are the best, even when we aren't. And this winds them up even more. And <laughs> I just thought, Marco, you absolutely nailed it, son. But yeah, you know, they don't like us in the media. They 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 like we we described it last week, didn't we, JK, with David Walker as the hegemony, you know, of Man United, Arsenal, Liverpool, the red hegemony. And it is. It has always been thus. It has always been this way. It is the natural order of things until we came along and pooped on their parade. And they don't like us for it. <laughs> we pooped on the parade, throwing all the pound notes into the garden, as uh, as yeah. uh, Ferguson said, didn't he? So we Beth did. is listening in and she's just said that Klopp's teeth need their own farewell tour as well. You know what? I should add another Chelsea Fancast t-shirt to the list. This <laughs> one is also on the list. And, it, and, it, and you know that that photograph that I sent you all in WhatsApp eons ago with a picture. I think it's Flegel from uh, the Banana Skins, but he's the one with the big sunglasses and the mass, massive gnashes, big white sparkly teeth. We should get Richard to do a version of that with Klopp. And uh, Klopp's farewell tour smashes teeth in in it anyway. We'll we'll you know we'll work on it. Richard, you're listening. Bearable levels, like you'd think the after the week he announced it, I was stuck in the car and it was the only way I could pay attention to Saturday football. Could I find anyone actually commentating on a fucking game? No, I couldn't because they were eulogising him like he died. It was painful. Just all this litany of (laughs) being interviewed like he was the Messiah. Dirty little messiah with his luminous teeth, and I just—he's not the messiah. He's a naughty boy. He's going to be, be taking over at Bayern, won't he? <laughs> well, I don't know. I think he, I think he's going to have a, a year off, from what they say. Anyway, listen, boys and girl, uh, or boy and girl, um, who's the bigger underdogs? Because this came up in the press, isn't it? But who is the bigger underdog? Who is the favorite? Is it us or is it them? Given all of that, well, Klopp oh, said it's definitely. But it's us, definitely. Yeah, it is yeah. us. We're the bigger underdog. But they'll claim yeah. it like they try and claim everything else they're not entitled to. So you hope that they'll come into it um, thinking it's going to be easy after the four-one, because then they might, as Villa Villa did at home, they thought they were going to actually roll us over, and uh, we surprised them. I mean, look, I, I'm actually quite pleased that Liverpool, uh, you know, annihilated Luton. Excuse me, Luton uh, the other night. Uh, because that might make them a bit complacent. And also, it gave me some good points in the Premier League predictions, and I'm still 15th, which is not bad for me. Uh, 
but yeah, I'm kind of glad they won the other night because they might go in with a bit of confidence. And I mean, they were playing with a very weakened team. So it'd be interesting to see if, if a lot of that team will play. But we're, of course, we're the underdogs, you know. We're mid-table. They're, they're top of the league. You know, we've got a bit of a dodgy record in finals recently. You know, all these things, uh, you know, make a difference. Interestingly enough, uh, they, they didn't have many interesting stats, actually, on uh, on Flash Score this week. I'm a bit disappointed in you boys. But Raheem Sterling, Raza, to his mates, has scored two goals in domestic finals back in 2019, plus one against Liverpool in the 2020 Community Shield. So he likes a final. And all of Liverpool's last six Caribou Cup matches have seen both teams score. Okay, really interesting stats. I've dug out some far more interesting stats because I've done some homework this week. Uh, we last won a domestic final in uh, 2018 with the 1-0 FA Cup win against Man United, as we know. We last won the League Cup final uh, in 2015, 2-0 against Spurs. I was there and uh, Pochettino was managing Spurs. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> oh, how we laugh. Uh, now, forgive me, did John Terry score a worldie or did... Uh, did um, Matic score a worldie in that, or did they both score worldies in that? I is that the one where Matic actually walloped one in from like 500 yards? No, I thought it was the one where, um, oh no, I'm thinking of the Costa one, aren't I? Where he, he tapped in it. I hit. think it was Matic because there's that wonderful picture of Zuma who couldn't believe it, kind of going, Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, that yes, pretty he's good impression the, on the subs bench, isn't he? Zuma, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. sure it was that one. Yeah. I was at the uh, the end he scored in it, was bloody marvelous. Uh, okay, Liverpool in total, in all of the matches ever, I mean ever, that we've played against Liverpool, uh, we've won 65, drawn 46 and lost 85. But in cup matches, not finals, in all cup matches, we've won 11, drawn three and lost 10. So we actually have the edge on them in cup matches. And as you know, we've played them in four finals where we've won two and lost two. And actually, the final on Sunday will make it the most played uh, final between two English teams. So no no two English teams have met each other more times in finals, which kind of surprised me, actually. Uh, so there you go. Um, I'm I'm really, I, as a, I mean, here's the thing, right? And I think, I think I, not that I ever like to sit here and say, I speak for all Chelsea supporters, but I think I speak for all Chelsea supporters when I say we love going to Wembley. We love a final. There is something still uniquely special and important about this. And I'm so excited and even more so, JK, because I, I have managed to get my, my nephew Sasha a ticket for the final on Sunday. Oh, so. good. Is he going to be sitting with you? No, no, I'm afraid not. It, 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 we couldn't manage that, but uh, he, he's definitely got a final ticket. Uh, so, you know, we're going to be in the Victoria pub as per usual. Uh, so he gets to enjoy all of that. And 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 if we win, whether we win or lose, he'll never forget it. You know, you don't forget your first final at Wembley. It'll be, it's brilliant. You cannot, you cannot beat it. Period. You cannot beat it. I'm so looking forward to it. Having said that, though, I went to the 67 Cup final with my father, where we were the uh, we weren't the underdogs. We were the favourites, and we you were sorry, yeah. we were the favourites. 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 I'm, I'm making it sound much more interesting than the way you said it. Favourites. I think you call it favourites. Um, uh, and we lost, and uh, I've never forgotten it because it was dismal. That's the only reason I've remembered it, and I remember all the sudden goals. Um, Saul and Robertson scored, and I can't remember. It's it, it's it's emblazoned on my sodding soul. Saul yeah. and Robertson, for God's sake! You were Two you were one. so angry. You were so. How old were you? How how old were you? Oh, for like he'd about thirteen. Thirteen. You were so so angry that you led the infamous Chelsea firm 
into the first known hooliganism at a Wembley final ever. If only that were the case, then my father took me away before Tambling scored. Yeah, so he, he, he could see that you were you were verging on chinning something. Yeah, I, was, I was getting really, really riled, riled in my little little school uniform because we'd come straight from a football match in the morning. And you were in your school uniform. How sixties. Lovely. Did you have a rattle? Uh no, I didn't take the rattle. No, I didn't take right. it. Right. I've got footage of me um at the West Ham game, nil nil, nineteen sixty-four, with a rattle. My father took me on his um, uh, his uh, Petri uh, Super 8 camera, and I've got that. And I'm going to put that up um, on somewhere as proof of my um, – how could I put it? I mean, I don't know how I got away with it. Light blue tracksuit, Chelsea stars all over my hat and a rattle and some Keds basketball boots. Anybody can remember that. I was – Before I was born, mate. Yeah, yeah they still exist. They still exist. Are they really? Yeah. Blue and white rattle. The rattle painted, painted in in this in um the metallic paint that you used to paint your uh, your little um airfix kits. Anybody remembers that same blue and white? Uh, lovely stuff. Uh, right, Alex. How how do you see it going on Sunday? And uh, I I need a prediction from you as well. No idea. One all in normal time. Oh dear. Now you know what that means. Well, that'll mean extra time, won't it? And yeah. then what? Do we get we get penalties? Do you think it'll go to penalties, or will, will we win in extra time? I mean, I would rather see a goal first. I'd like would rather see something like the four all Champions League, where we then come out on top, and they frequently think that they're going to win it and then have it snatched away from them. That would be my dream. <laughs> not, it will not do a lot for my heart, though. I'm afraid no. if that happens, no. So, so go on then. Uh, okay, we're going to win it. <laughs> whether it's on penalties or an extra time or whatever. All right. It's good enough for me. JK? One of us has got to say it and take one for the team. <laughs> JK? Oh, are we not doing they played for both? We will, for fuck's sake, but we do the yeah. predictions before that. How long have you been doing this show? Made the script, JK. I can't I remember. I don't even know if there is a script. My mind, my mind has become a fog. My mind is a, is a, is a blancmange, Chidge. Um, Bloody right it is, mate. It's that hat you wear. It, do you reckon? Oh, yeah. Thank you. I quite like it. It wasn't um, a compliment. Well, I, yeah, but it doesn't matter. I'm taking it as a compliment. <laughs> um, so how's it going to go? And uh, what's the score going to be? I'm just trying to avoid saying this. I don't know. I, know. I don't know. Um, nil, nil. Nil, nil. <laughs> well, there have been a lot of nil, nils recently with Liverpool. It has to be said. Oh, Chidge, I don't know. 4-0, yeah. 3-0, 4-1, 3-2. Oh, God, help. Try and, try and pick one of them. 1-1, one, 1-1, one. One, one, and then they win on penalties. No! No, Um, um, 2-1 uh, to us. 2-1 uh, to us? After extra time, yeah. And um, mm. who scores? Um, Lukaku scores. No, he doesn't play for us <laughs> Um. um uh, oh, I'll tell you what, whoever that little bastard was that spat on the Chelsea fans last time, own goal from him for a Chelsea win. Yes, yes. Okay, well, look, here's the thing. I, I Like you lot, I don't have a scooby about this. I really don't. I mean, I think if we, can, if we play as well as we did against Man City, we can absolutely beat this Liverpool team. Um, we need a bit of luck. We need a referee to be fair and not penalise us for stupid things that we don't deserve to get penalised for. <laughs> uh, we need VAR to not be a complete dick. 
Someone's well, just said, how many goals will Chelsea have disallowed? It's... Well, exactly, you know, because we do need a bit of luck. We need we need it to not be like it has been the last few times. But I do believe we're good enough to. I had a very strong feeling that after we got dubbed 4-1 by them, that we would go on and beat them in the Caribbean Cup final. And I'm sticking to that. But I really have no idea what the score will be. Um, there'll be a goal in it, is all I can say. We might win 1-0 or 2-1. I'm going to say 2-1, all right? But... Lord only knows. I just hope it's a great day. I know it will be. Uh, annoyingly, thanks to Southwest Trains being complete bastards, bastard. I now have bastards. Bastard. I know. I, I have to drive. I'd, I'd actually bought tickets for the train, which I've now had to cancel, and you get like 50% refund on the trainline.com, which is bollocks. So I'm now having to drive, so I can't get pissed, which is a bit of a worry because, you know... Uh, I, I can't if we lose then I can't anesthetize myself to it but never mind um look uh all I can say is I think I think we'll win and I think it'll be 2-1 and I'm sticking with that um I hope to see as many of you up there as possible uh I mean you know where we all, we, we all drink in the Victoria beforehand in Paddington but I hope to see a few of you in and around Wembley um and just have a great day and enjoy it that's what finals are all about so there you go now as JK predicted because he is he is also mystery a mystery. He's a mystery, that's for sure. He's also mystic, Jonathan. Um, it is time for They Played for Both. And uh, I can tell you, you've already done this, so you should do very well at it. Have we done but, this one already? Well, we only played them a few weeks ago, and I forgot that we'd already done it. So there you go. I can tell you that 19 players have represented both Chelsea and Liverpool during their careers. And who oh, are God. they? Who are they, Bertie? He says Dominic Solanke. Uh, Bertie would be right. JK? Uh, what's that, Bertie? Joe Hang on. Uh, Nick, JK said Nicholas and Elka. Alex said? Bertie says Joe Cole. Joe Cole. Nigel very, Spackman. Very good. It helps when you've done them before, doesn't it? Uh, who else, B? He says, fuck them. I heard that. He went... <laughs> <laughs> um, that was put me down. I'm hungry. Uh... Oh, my God. Oh, Salah. Yes. Bertie, how did you not get that one? Come on, JK. You've done this three week, three or four weeks ago. You have the memory of a goldfish, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, Alex. Being I'm relying on you. They're, no, they're all quite good. recent. This is the thing about Liverpool-Chelsea players. They're all quite recent. Torres. Torres, yes. Um, how can we feel that, that glorious night of signing yeah. him? Ben Haim. Ben Ben Ayun. Ben Ayun. Yossi Ben Ayun. Sterling, Raza, yeah. He's got shit hair, but we don't care. Richard says Tony Hately. Well, Richard says stop cheating. Don't don't write them in. the guy with the hideous mullet? The That's the one. QPR as well. Yeah, he sang for Spandau Ballet. Now look, you lot, because I'm not watching in the in the comments. Stop Sorry. writing them in the comments, because then they'll yeah. cheat. You <laughs> bastards! I'm not looking at anything. I'm not cheating at all here. Stop writing them in the comments. Uh, well, I'll give yeah, Rap Morelles. Well done. That was the one I I did. He, oh, yeah, he's that's got, one we did yeah. before. He wasn't cuts it, his own hair. Yeah. Uh, storage. Storage. Yeah. Yeah. That's storage. in the comments too. Yeah. Um, we mentioned we mentioned him uh, a minute ago in one of the finals. 
And his song went to the tune of Crazy Horses. Well, it did in Marco's head anyway. I've got that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and who is it? Song, but no player. Oh, well, that's not really very helpful, is it? Gordon Milne. No. Uh, Ron Yates. No. Tommy Lawrence. No. Uh, One used to be an expert in Kung Fu. And he was Dutch. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, um, Zender. Zenden, Z- sorry. Zender? Zender? Who's Zender? He's the prisoner, prisoner of Zender. <laughs> that little bird in that June film. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you Budavine Zenden. Budavine Zenden. Yeah, I said Zenden after I'd said Yeah, Zenden. right. Uh, yeah. Right, there are two from the 80s that you should know. One was very fast and one was uh, made of iron. Made of iron. John Ferris wheel. No, Joey. Joey Jones. Very good. And the other one was very fast. Speedy Gonzalez. Close. A Chelsea player. You fucking said the fucking word. Speedy. Speedy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I okay. This, I this the first time, Chidge. I Mate, remember you saying, did this three weeks ago. My first one was David Speedy from three weeks ago. Yes. Fucking hell. Anyway, okay, there, there are two more. There are three more players on this list who are relatively modern. Uh, in fact, they're all very modern that you should get. And then it's got you've got two that you won't get at all. Uh, Alex might, but I possibly don't think so. So I'll give you a clue for the first one. He nicked a toilet seat from B&Q. Look at these two. It's like you can even see the cogs going around in their head. It's frightening. Yeah, but like my brain is full of other stuff. Ask me about the Schlieffen plan or like the... Yeah, the Maginot line. Yeah. In yeah, 1914. Exactly. Or ask him about yeah. whatever that yeah. prisoner of war camp was. Yeah. JK. He nicked a toilet seat from B&Q, which is quite appropriate because his surname is also a moniker for your todger. Dick. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> we had a Make it go Belend. away. Make the pain go. We had a player called Bellend. Glenn Johnson. Good oh. God. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Fuck's sake. Oh. sake. Uh, so disappointing. I forgot he even existed. Okay, we've got two more. And one of them, the Crazy Horses song, uh, he, 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 he would probably be useful tomorrow because he could probably part the Red Sea. Moses. Well done. Moses. Well done. Uh, now, the last one, he uh, you couldn't get this last time. Um, uh, I- Italian. He's quite fab. Oh, Fabio. Well done. Fabio what? Um, <laughs> Barini. Well done, JK. Oh, that little rat. I remember God, this him. Is like, this is like... 
pulling fucking teeth. Anyway, yeah, little right. Weasel face. Little weasel face. You right. Solanke both went up there going, hey, I'm gonna go be world class. That's yeah, right. Well. Now the last the last two, which I, I won't trouble you with, uh, uh but they're brilliant. Thanks as always to the wonderful Nathan for these. Um Benjamin Baker, uh who played for Chelsea between 1921 and 1925. He was a goalkeeper Jack who made... Jack what, Cock. What, what? Jack Cock. Did he play? No, mate. We, we, no, no, we're done. That's it. You, you, your oh, guesses okay. have run out, right? Benjamin Baker, 1921 to 25. He was a goalkeeper. He played 93 times for Chelsea. He kept 36 clean sheets, one goal uh, that he scored. He's the only goalkeeper to have scored a competitive goal for Chelsea. It was a penalty versus Bradford City on the 19th of November, 1921. He was also an English international. He had two caps. He represented Britain, Great Britain, in athletics in the 1912 and 1920 Olympics. And he held that British high jump record between 1921 and 1946. How about that? And I can't believe you can't remember this one. This is Alf Hansen, who played for us between 1938 and 39. He had 43 appearances, nine goals. He was christened Adolf, but he was known as Alf for some reason. I remember that. What was the reason? Uh, that he played for us between 38 and 39, I suspect. And there was a rather unpopular Adolf who played for Germany, probably so, Bayern yeah, Munich. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. God almighty, this is going to, this is I'll aging me. In 2012, though, all those Chelsea fans with the RAF inside singing the German bomber song in that square in Munich. And just I know. I know. I, I know. And actually, the Germans, to their eternal credit, uh, quite enjoyed it, as I recall. Uh, yeah. They joined in, weirdly, but they're, yeah. quite, good, they're, quite, they're quite good about that. It's quite a moment. Uh, <clears throat> it was. i just make a point. One of the reasons that apparently, uh, amongst the many, that Tuchel has been sacked was that the the um, players couldn't stand the fact that he hated the ball being given away for counterattacks, so therefore didn't like them shooting, which is exactly the problem Ooh. that he had at Chelsea. That, and I kept mentioning this. Do you remember all the way during the fan cast, I kept saying he doesn't encourage shooting because it, it's obvious it creates a counterattack. And that's, see, that's why the ball is pressed to the played to the wing so often. I remember saying that, and so the, to the guy who said during the week in, in off the post, "Can we get a tactician in, please?" I think he should listen a bit more closely. Oh, oh don't be so <laughs> sensitive. I am being sensitive. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I mentioned this at the time. That's just purely through observing that the number of times nobody would shoot, and and yeah. Tuchel is cited by the players as being um, counterproductive because yeah. of this mania that he has. Yeah. I just found it interesting. Where where's your coaching badges? My coaching badges. I've got um, I've got uh, um, um, a house scouts don't count. The scouts house, and the boy cubs don't count. For the cubs, yeah. House yeah. a house badge, uh, domestic badge, and I've got um, uh, a guide's badge. A very good, not being a girl guide. Very good at guiding. No, no, very you've good. got a girl guide's badge, haven't you? <laughs> you so have. Anyway, you know what we say to that. We don't need no stinking badges. We don't need no stinking badges, Brian Justman. I agree. We love you, Brian. Anyway, we don't I haven't need no stinking badges. We quite haven't quite finished. They played for both yet because it is oh. beholden upon me to thank the lovely Paul Carter uh, and particularly his website, Stanford-Bridge.com. Uh, you can find Paul on Twitter at Stanford underscore Bridge, and uh, you can check out the Chelsea Heritage Group, which is Chelsea heritagepartnership.com and they are at cfc underscore heritage and while you're at it 
the lovely Nathan always needs a shout out. And uh, uh, I, I can never remember his URL. Sorry, Nathan. But if you go and check out, check out Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea I guess Gra- it's Chelsea Wargraves, isn't it? The Chelsea Graves. Uh, yeah, fucking hell, Nathan. I'm having, I'm having a look. Hang on. I'm having an absolute mayor here. Um, he'll, he'll be on the. He'll be on CFC uh, underscore Graves underscore yeah. SOC. It is. It's the Chelsea Graves Society. Uh, so do check Nathan out as well because he's the one who comes up with the information about some of the older players, and he's an absolute legend for doing so. Right. Um, we're pretty much uh, we're pretty much there for tonight, um, which is uh, remarkable that I've managed to survive another fan cast with these lovely people. Um, we will be back on Monday uh, with me, JK, and the lovely Dean Mears, JK. Oh. You know, but it's going to be eight o'clock, isn't it? Or it's an eight. Yep, eight o'clock kickoff on Monday, which is helps us all actually. I've got a bit of a day. I've got three clients on Monday, which is very unusual. Ooh. Ooh, but we'll be reporting back on the uh, the Caribou Cup final. Uh, aftermath, obviously, against Liverpool on Monday night show. And, of course, we'll be looking forward, JK, to previewing the cup match on Wednesday against Dirty Leeds. Dirty Leeds! Bastards! 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 Absolutely. So I can't wait for that. Um, Now, JK and I did a a great fun in Off the Post this week. Uh, It was a bit of a monster one, and JK rightly scolded me, saying, Chidge, Chidge, dear boy, I think we need to do these more regularly, otherwise they end up being a bit of a marathon. And I said, yes, you're right. So uh, when we've had a few in, I'll, I'll try not to wait as long. I mean, at the moment, it seems we seem to be doing them once a month, but I think we need to do them more regularly than that. So we will. Uh, but in order to do that, you do need to email us your thoughts on life, the universe, and Chelsea in particular. The email address is chelseafancast.gmail.com. Uh, of course, you can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stanford, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, and Alex at Churchill underscore Alex. So there we go. JK and Alex. Alex, lovely to see you again. Always lovely to see you. Yeah, same to you, man. Rock on. And uh, hopefully I'll see you very, very soon. And I'm glad to see you're in your new abode. And uh, good luck with all of that. Yeah. Uh, Bertie's still wandering around a bit shell-shocked at the moment. He is a bit, bless him. He'll get used to it, man. He'll get used. He's got his own pad now. He's going to like that, isn't he? I would think so. Once he realises or decides it's actually all his, yeah. Yeah. He looked he looked quite well apart from his kind of yeah. grumbling earlier on. But you know. not them again, he was no, saying. No, no, I thought I'd got away. I thought I'd got away yeah. from those tossers, for God's sake. Because he heard me refer to Nathan as my favourite ginger earlier on. He's got oh, yes, indeed. Uh, Jealousy is a, a trait known in pussycats. Uh, not in Jonathan Kidd's, though. Jonathan Kidd is all, all humility and loveliness, and it's always great to have him on the show. Uh, it's been great fun, as always. You complete and utter loon. Loved it. Yeah. I still can't look at you now without hearing that Enrique Iglesias song in my head, Hero. I can see you in the music video with the motorbike. I don't know that one at all. I know what is it now. The one. That's all of them. Is it all of them all the same? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. It, was, it was so much nepotism going on that it was like, that's all he had to do to be a multi-millionaire. Which vibrato in it. All the notes were... <laughs> like he was having an asthma attack. Yes, yes. Well, that's why I find it so easy to do, actually, that, that vibrato. Yes, good. Anyway. Um, think, yes, think of me every time like that. Yes, in a sombrero. Yeah. 
Lovely. It's been great to see you both. It's been great to see so many people in the chat room on YouTube and Mixler. As always, you're all legends and we love you very much. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it Chelsea. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.